Hey, thanks for joining us again on Widowed Too Soon. I am your host, Mark Massaro, along with my co-host and friend, Michelle Bader. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of knowing that God chose you. Michelle, how are you doing today? I am good. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Yeah. What have you been up to since we last podcasted together? You know, it's actually been a really big week. So yesterday, yeah, yesterday was the one year anniversary of my husband passing away. So, you know, I didn't know how I was going to feel, but I actually felt pretty good. So everybody who grieves, grieves differently. Everybody celebrates the one year differently. So I knew for myself, I wanted to do something. I didn't want it to be just another day. And so we had plans. My kids and I went to church and we went to the cemetery afterwards and my boys, they don't want to go to the cemetery. So they stayed in the car until my son got mm. out the end just to see it. My daughter went with me. I mean, it's the same thing too. I'll let them grieve in their own way. I don't force them. I'm like, okay, if you don't want to get out of the car, you don't have to. So we went to the cemetery and then we did something really special. So, and sometime I'll tell the whole story. Um, my husband's last meal was grilled cheese. And so we did like a whole grilled cheese meal with my family. Like we had, I think 15 or 16 people over, like with my brothers and kids and parents and all the people. And we did a couple things that were really special. We watched a, like a video that I had made for Luke's celebration of life. And, um, that was like the only part that I really cried at just, you know, seeing all his mm. pictures, you know what it's like, or videos. Like I know you've said before, like if you hear Lacey's voice or see a video, it's like, it's mm. hard, right. Cause yep. it brings it all back. And there were so many like amazing videos that I had put into that. So it was, it was hard, but it was good. And then we did something really fun. We got balloons. I got yellow and green for the Oregon ducks, which was Luke's favorite team. And I let everybody, they took a Sharpie and wrote a little message to Luke, even though obviously he's not getting it, it's more for us. And some of them were funny. Some of them were like touching. And then we released the balloons and it it sounds silly, but it was very like meaningful and everybody loved it. And like the little kids, they loved it too, my niece and nephew. And, um, it was a lot of fun. So that was, you know, something big. And then I took off my wedding ring. I know that's something that everybody does differently. I know you Mm -hmm. did yours right away. I know some people wait years but to me, it was just a symbol. It doesn't mean, so if you're listening and you're like considering this, like, it doesn't mean that you love your spouse any less. Like I had to come to that place. It doesn't mean I love Luke any less because I take off my wedding. I actually just moved it to my other hand, but to me, it just means life is moving forward and I will always love him, but I'm ready to move forward with my life. And so that's kind of what it symbolized to me. So it was a big day. I mean, just like little things that I was like, when I get to one year, this is what I'm going to do. Like changing my status on Facebook to widowed. Mm. Like I waited, you know, it's just things like that. And some people wait longer. I've had all kinds of responses. Um, people telling me like, I did it earlier. I did it later. I haven't done it, but just knowing like, however you deal with it is okay. And we're probably going to do another episode about that. Did Luke have a Facebook account? Yes. Did you memorialize it? Not yet. I don't even know how to do that. I haven't done it either. Yeah. You just click on, I mean, I've looked into it and I talked to people in widows groups about doing it, but it's so final. And then you can't get in their account anymore. Right now I can go into his computer and get in his account. 
So um, I still like that. Oh, I, I see. That. Um, but it's kind of cool because it says in remembrance of, and then it won't remind people anymore about birthdays for them, which is kind of like awkward. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it also, um, what's the other thing that it makes it? Do? Oh, you, there can't be friend requests anymore, you know, or, okay. or message it. Well, there might be messages. I don't know, but it's, it, it changes it a little bit, but it's, that's another step. But all you have to do is, uh, you look it up on Facebook, it tells you what to do. You have to send a death certificate, usually like a copy of it. So they know. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That it's real. So oh, interesting. Yeah. I just, I haven't, I haven't done that yet, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I will. Might be. No, one I'm of my... sorry. Sidetracked. I was just no. a little curious about that. Oh, no, it's, it's act- an actual discussion. I've had with a lot of people in widows groups about that. And some people said that theirs happened automatically, but usually you're supposed to, I read it last night or two nights ago when I was trying to change my status to widow that you have to send a death certificate. So wow, um, I haven't quite done that yet. It seems but, like an overreach from a social media platform. Right? <laughs> a little bit. You know, if you guys have questions, look it up, like in the search bar on Facebook, put memorialize account and it will answer all your questions in case I'm getting it wrong. But yeah, that's another thing. It's like, so many times in the year I would click on widow and then stop. I'm like, I can't do it. It felt like it was detaching mm. myself from Luke and I just couldn't do it. And finally I did. And I felt me, like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That, that's okay. Like, go ahead. You felt like, oh, I was just going to say, I felt like that when I first changed my profile picture from mm, I remember mm-hmm. Lacey and I and the kids to just me and the kids. I felt mm-hmm. it was like saying goodbye again in a weird way. Yeah. It's, it's these things that you don't think of unless you're mm-hmm. a widow or a widower, like all the little things. Yeah. Know? It was like, I knew I would never change it back mm. to, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I know I, I still love the pictures and I'm not, obviously not like deleting them or anything, right. but like just as my profile picture, I knew that if I changed it, I would never get to change that back, but I did keep the, uh, what is the other, Oh, um, the, the cover background photo. cover mm-hmm. photo. I kept that one of the, of our family and yeah, me too. And my phone screensaver is still the four of us. And, you know, yeah, but it's it was just, just, it's little steps, you know? Yeah. And, and something else that a lot of people commented on when I, I made a post about taking off my ring and some people said, I still have mine. I don't, I put, I don't wear it anymore because I don't feel married anymore. Mm. And a lot of people said, I'm two and a half years out, but I still feel married. So I wear it. So it's like, whatever works for you. Yeah. Like I probably haven't felt married for like six months, but I had this thing in my head because Luke gave me the ring, right? It's a whole story that we'll go into sometime. Gave me the replacement diamond 10 days before he died. And so I was just like, I am going to wear it a year. That was my commitment to myself. And, um, so anyways, it felt like it's hard to explain, but like kind of liberating and kind of like, I have reached a year. I'm taking this off. I'm moving forward. Today was my first like full, no second day without it. And I kept like feeling for it. I mean, I did move <laughs> to the other hand, but it's such like 17, almost 18 years. I wore it. no 19, including engagement. So it's almost 20 years yeah. of wearing a ring and you're just like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. But it's also mentally good for me to be like, I'm not married anymore. Like I just, you know, mm. anyways, that's a little bit about my week. Oh, you know, it was a really big day, but I'm glad it's over. And I can say that, um, widowhood year two, day one was good. And nice. I feel, yeah, it's like you get past it. You'll be there in a few months. You'll, you'll see yeah. what I mean. And it's like, okay, we survived all of the first, every single one of them, you know, and it's just yeah. an exciting feeling to know there's no more first that we haven't experienced except for big milestones, like graduations, weddings, things like that. But the big yearly ones we have passed. So very exciting. So 
what's something that's been going on with you? What you've been doing in the last week? Well, um, I actually uh, have been wanting to do something for um, since Lacey passed away. I've been wanting to take the kids. You know, we had a really rough, rough time during that mm-hmm. time that she was sick. So um, I wanted to take the kids and do something fun. Yeah. Um, but everything's closed, right? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> So, um, we last, last weekend, well, this weekend, we actually just got back, but, um, we went to a place called Calico ghost town. Mm, Uh, it's in Yermo, California. So it was like two hours North of my house and it's a deserted, um, well, it was a silver mining town, the largest silver mining town in California, uh, where most of where the most silver was discovered. Um, and so they turned it into like a tourist attraction. It was actually bought out by Knott's Berry farm and, uh, it was cool. We did like a, a train ride that tells you all about the place. And, um, we explored a mine shaft. They have like a tour that goes through this mine called Maggie's mine. And then there's all kinds of neat, um, like signs and stuff as you're going through the mine. Oh, this was like where they would dump rocks down and they would ring bells to let people know that rocks were about to come pouring down this chute, you know, and it was just neat. It was a good time. The kids and I got away and, um, stayed the night in a hotel mm, and, um, fun. we went to a place called Eddie's world, which okay. is like, okay. So it's the largest gas station, um, in California, they say, um, Wait, that's a gas station. Well, yeah, it's a gas no, station, it's a but it's like, it's like a store. Like, okay. It's well, it's like a, um, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like you're on the 15. It's like, if you're driving from California to Vegas, uh, there's a long stretch of that where you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And, um, it's just a random rest, not a rest stop, but like a refueling station. But so they get a lot of tourists in there Yeah. and it's like basically like a grocery store, but it's completely filled with candy and toys and ice cream and sweets and all kinds of stuff. So, um, if you go there with little kids, like I did bring your wallet, yeah sure. <laughs> um because they oh but they had a blast it was so much Aww. fun it was really cool um and uh other than that I worked <laughs> great just as fun <laughs> just as fun um no that's about it we're just back back to it now and um you know my son Luke actually uh I have to show you sometime but um He's been, he's only five. He's not even in kindergarten yet. And uh, my friend who's homeschooling him, Tamara, sends me home with some work of his. And like, I didn't believe that it was his. He was telling me that he did it. And he wrote these words as all the months of the year. And he, first he traced the letters and then he wrote it. And it is like, impressive. it is so neat. It is amazing. I was like, you didn't do this. And he's like, yes, I did. I'm like, really? And then I had to even ask Tamara to, I'm like, did he really write this? She's like, yeah, he's like That's really, amazing. really good. Yeah. So it's very impressive. It was, I was like blown away. Um, so that was a cool little highlight of my week, but um, yeah, just, you know, doing our thing. So, um, so I have a question for you. Okay. When did you know that God chose you mm. for the, you know, mission that you were placed into like when did you know how did you come to that realization because as you explain it people are gonna find out that you shared that with me right right so how did you come upon that well I know it's kind of a hard 
topic to first hear, like if you're just listening to this and you're going through your new widow or widower journey, you're probably like chosen. What was I chosen for? So I'm going to explain what God revealed to me and what this means to me now. So I went to a grief retreat. I think I'm, I may have mentioned it here or there because I have lots of stories from this grief retreat. I was looking for something. It was, you know, you know, several months into COVID. I didn't think I'd found, find anything. A friend sent me a link. Anyways, it was a total God thing that maybe 30 miles from my house, there was um, a retreat going on, which also led to another amazing story of my husband's celebration of life being held there, which I'll get into later. Um, but today I want to focus on what God showed me there. So I go and, uh, I meet this girl in the parking lot named Rebecca, shout out to Rebecca. And we become like instant best friends. Everybody thought we were sisters and it was totally meant to be, anyways, this is just a side note, just kind of like setting up what the grief retreat was like. And it was then this place in Oregon called the gorge where it's like, you're overlooking the Columbia river. It is like so gorgeous. And as we're going to like check in and everything, Rebecca and I are talking and we see down on the Hill, there's these crosses everywhere. There's like, I don't know, maybe six or seven big crosses. And we're like, I wonder what that's for. Anyways, we get settled. We, you know, get into the activities and worship the first night. And they said, we're going to do something tonight. Um, we have these crosses set out and it was like, I think we're just getting to sunset or maybe a little bit after sunset. And they said like, so often we don't really take time to look into the eyes of Jesus and like feel his pain for when we feel his pain, he feels our pain. And so they were just explaining that what you're going to do is when you go down to the cross, they actually, you put your hand in this red paint and put it up on the cross and pray basically. And like, take a moment to really reflect on what Jesus has done for us, how he's died for our sins. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think I've ever explained it in this much detail to you before, but this is like some of the like stuff setting it up. So, um, you would go down there and they had worship music playing. So the first really cool thing that happened. So everyone's like, really like, there's like 50 people. So you're waiting your turn and it's on this Hill and it's getting dark and they're playing worship music. And the first thing that was really cool is when I'm walking down the song, the blessing was playing and that I hadn't heard it since Luke's celebration of life. Um, and it's just this beautiful song. I'm going to put it in the, um, the link in the show notes. If you want to hear it, it's so beautiful by elevation worship. So that's happening as I'm walking down and, um, I get to the cross and I, you know, put my, actually, I think I knelt first. I did. I knelt before the cross and it's like, you get, you're in your own world. Like I'm not thinking about anybody, but what's going on. And I like, you know, envision seeing Jesus. Like I kind of went through that first and then I went through the whole death scene again in my head. Every, I had never dealt with it by myself yet. I had told people here and there, but I went, it was like, God took me through the whole death scene, every detail of Luke dying, which is not fun to remember every detail. And I was wailing. I was like that girl at the cross is wailing and wailing. And I didn't care. I was just in this moment with Jesus. And then all of a sudden total silent. I mean, there might've been songs in my mind. It went silent and I saw a vision of God taking this crown and he placed it on my head and it had jewels and it was beautiful. And he said, I am so proud of you. I chose you to be Luke's wife out of all the people in the whole world. And Luke had a lot of girls at one time that liked him. So it was like a big deal of all <laughs> of my girls in the whole world. I chose you to be his wife and to walk by his side 
every step of the way, like until death, I chose you. And it was like that my whole view changed because before that, I remember thinking, am I being punished? Why did my husband have to die? It was more like a poor me mentality for a couple mm-hmm. months. Cause this is about two months after he died. And it was like in an instant, everything changed that I, I literally saw Jesus saying, I'm proud of you. Like, and I'm like, just tears streaming down my face and I'm proud of you. And I chose you. And it was in that moment that I saw it as a blessing, not the something horrible that had happened to me that literally I was chosen because God knew that I could do it. And, and I hope that you guys that are listening, get this, like, I know it sounds weird to think you were chosen. This is not something you would ever want, but God chose you. He chose, I'm like getting goosebumps. I get all like into this message. Like he chose you to be your spouse, like to, to be married to your spouse and to walk them until the very end. Or if they had a sudden death, you know, whatever the case was, he chose you. Like of all the people in the world, you were the one that was chosen. And it's a privilege to be able to love your spouse. And it was, it was a huge moment for me. And then I think I did the thing where I put the hands and the, the paint, and then you do a handprint. It's like this beautiful thing. And then someone prays over you. And, um, it was just a beautiful moment. And that actually, we wouldn't be sitting here if that hadn't happened. This is kind of crazy story mm-hmm. for our audience um, who may be wondering how we met too. So crazy. Um, actually, why don't you tell about the first? I, so I saw a post that Mark made in this uh, Facebook group called Young and Widowed with Children. Um, I'm not sure which one it was, but I think you might remember more. Like you made a post. Can you tell us what that was? About? Uh, well, I made a few posts, so okay. I don't I know which was. one it was. Mm-hmm. The first post was, um, that I was going to be widowed in a couple of days. Okay. That wasn't the one. Okay. The next one, um, was that she had passed. Yes. It was about the end. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, um, was about having to tell my kids. Might've been the second and the third. I don't know. Those both sound familiar. So you're in this group, you're just sharing with people, you know, what you're going through. There's mm-hmm. by the way, 8,000 people in this group. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a Sunday when I saw it. I don't know when you posted, but I saw it on a Sunday. I was scrolling through. I read the whole story. What stuck out to me was just the suffering that she went through at the end and how hard it was with the kids and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I read it and I was like, man, I, I feel like bad. Like I, it also made me thankful that Luke didn't suffer in that way. It was just kind of like opening my eyes to, whoa, it's so it could be, it could have been so different. Um, for those of you that don't know, I might've shared another episode that Luke died of a blood clot. So he died really suddenly. So he didn't have to go through losing uh, functions Anyways, I'm at church, literally at church worships going on. And I literally hear in my head, don't even know Mark's name yet. I hear you need to tell that guy that I'm proud of him. And I'm like, what? And God said, <laughs> literally, like, it's not like an audible voice. It was like in my head, but I knew it was from God. Like you need to tell him, you need to like go to Facebook, find that guy, tell him that I'm proud of him. Tell him the vision that you had. And I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> All right. And so I believe probably even the same day, um, I found Mark and I sent him a message and just told him that and said, God's proud of you. And he chose you. He chose you. So Mark, what was that like on your end getting that message? It was, it was very, um, trying to think of the right way to formulate this. It was eye opening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I hadn't met anybody else that understood exactly. I had, you know, befriended a couple other widows and, um, but none of them went through the same thing. Um, and uh, I was feeling very alone mm-hmm. and um, it's just a very difficult, difficult time. And when I read your message, it just clicked. Mm-hmm. It like so much clicked in my head that I was just like, whoa, like, yeah, God, God is outside of time. Mm-hmm. He knew, he knew like everything, the whole thing, how he set us up and how we found each other and the whole story about us getting to the place where we were at. And then I felt like it was, um, it was just so clear that like he had work to do. He had work to do through us. Yeah. And, um, just being chosen, you know, and you telling me when I read that he's proud of me, I was, Mm tears were streaming Mm. down my face um because it was hard it was hard and I fought like hell by her side and um when you said I was chosen I was like I was chosen because nobody nobody I don't care I'm not a very confident person but nobody could have been a better husband to her nobody could have walked her down that road any better than I did Mm -hmm. there's you know I mean it sucked it's not like it's like, oh, I feel better now. I was chosen, but there was just this feeling of like purpose to it, you know? And, um, it was, uh, you know, it was because it was funny. Um, Lacey actually asked me out, um, (laughs) when we, you know, we had like, we already knew each other. We were already friends. Um, but she just randomly one night we were hanging out and she's like, do you think we'll ever start dating? I was like, oh, um, I'm not sure. So I like, I had just gotten out of a relationship and um, I wasn't really sure. Cause I knew somebody like Lacey, like, I'm not just going to like date her. Like I need yeah. to have intentions of marrying mm-hmm. her. And um, so I thought about it for a couple of days and a couple of things happened that made me realize like, yes, that would be like the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to her and I said, so I think dating you would be like the best thing that ever that's oh, ever happened to me. That's so sweet. And she's all well, here's the thing. (laughs) There's this other guy and he's interested in me and I'm interested in him. And, um, I was like, then why'd you hit me up? You know, but I was like, no, no way. Like I already know what an incredible woman this is. Like I want to be her husband. And, um, so I fought, I fought for her, but it's the point I'm getting at is it's funny. Like looking back that like Mm -hmm. God already knew, God already knew the decision she was going to make. And, what we what was going to happen but um you telling me that god was proud of me was oh it, it let so much out of my heart it just felt so good to like know that there was purpose to it and i just instantly got reminded of the as lacy was going through her cancer i got random messages here and there mm-hmm. maybe even by somebody listening that um you know i haven't thought about god since i was a little kid and watching you guys go through what you've been through, like I gave my life to Christ this morning and I just look at the world mm. in a whole different way. And I'm like, whoa, cool. yeah, I know I've mentioned this before, but like, really, if you think about that on a deep level and you, you realize that like heaven is our purpose. Yeah. 
yeah. being with God for eternity is our purpose. And so if God, you know, used Lacey's experience, Lacey's fight to exhibit her faith to people. And those people then got saved right. and they now get to be in eternity forever That's because awesome. of that. It's yep. just like, whoa, like there was, there was such a bigger purpose to this than my feelings, you know? And um, yeah, it hurts. Of course, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty miserable sometimes. And it's, yep. it's sad, but every day is a little bit better than the last. And every day there's a new little milestone, a new thing that I conquer on my own. And yep. um, a new thing that makes me think she'd be proud of me right now, you mm -hmm. know? And um, I just know, I know I'm going to see her again and yeah. I'm going to run up to her and give her a big hug and mm -hmm. it's going to be awesome. And so like, I just, uh, yeah, I, I knew it right when I read your message, I knew it was true. God chose me. Mm -hmm. He chose me because nobody else could have done that nobody else would have been so determined to fight by her side I don't know mm -hmm. I don't like and it was intense and God knew that I could handle it I couldn't handle it <laughs> if right. you listen to episode one I didn't handle it very well but like he knew that he could trust that mission with me right and um and with Lacey of course she was the one that really fought the battle I mean what I did was all secondary to what mm -hmm. she did, but I'm still, you know, here. Um, so it's, it's, and I can only tell my story. I can't tell her right. story, but um, you know, she was, she, she was, the, she was the hero of the story for sure. She was the, she was the one that um, introduced people to Christ and um, it was because of her and what mm -hmm. she went through. And so I don't want to ever like try to take credit for that because she was a warrior and um, just a determined servant. And I know she heard well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, yeah. Enter into the joy of your Lord, you know, and it's just, uh, but yeah, just being chosen to be her sidekick was like pretty special, you know? Yeah, So definitely something that uh, a couple of things you made me think of is two days before Luke passed away. It was like, this is my hospice nurse said that it's kind of like, they know sometimes subconsciously and he was just crying and he was sitting in his recliner. I came and sat next to him and he just held my hand and he just said, thank you. And I was like, what for? Mm. He's like, thank you for being my wife. Thank you for always loving me. And I said, of course, like, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to hold your hand, you know, till the end, you know, and it was, mm -hmm. it was just a beautiful moment that I'm thankful for that he was thankful to, you know, and that he appreciated all I had done for him. And it was just, I know that doesn't always happen. And so I'm really like, that's a really special moment and then different subject, but something that I think is interesting about how God transcends all time and space. The message that I got actually happened in July, which is before Lacey passed away. And I, so I think that's really interesting that God gave me that message when I needed it in July. And then later on, you got it when you needed it. So that's mm. pretty cool too. And yeah. just, you know, the way that God works, he is amazing. And I don't remember which book I was reading recently. I read a lot of books and it was talking about God sending you like love letters and to be like, look for them, like look for different ways that God shows you love. 
And so like, that would be a way that God showed you love. I wasn't me. It was, I was just being a vessel, Mm -hmm. you know? And just like, I see that every day when I ask for it, you know? And so I want to encourage everybody to ask God to show you love. Like, can you show me love in your own special way? And that's how we fall deeper in love with God. Just like when we're dating somebody, it's about like noticing the things that they do. And Mm. I've really been like conscious of that recently. Like God just show me. And it's, he, it's beautiful. He like totally showed me something in a song the other day. There was like this song that I was like, what was that song? And it was from this event I went to like, literally, I think like eight years ago, song name came into my head. And then the words were like, exactly what I needed to hear. And it's like, he does cool stuff like that all the time. You know, I love it. I know Mm -hmm. it just like feeds me when I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know what God did? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like so specific that you're like, that's not a coincidence. Like, nope. Like these, there's too many things. Just like us meeting was not a coincidence to be able to do this podcast today. Like there, you know, it's just amazing when you think about how, how God works. And I think if we can all really get to that place where we feel chosen, like, I, I just really want to speak to the audience for a minute. Like if you're feeling like discouraged and you're just like, I, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel chosen, you know, try to just really picture that visual for yourself. Like, it's not just for me. I believe God gave it to me to share with all of you, like that visual of God placing like a crown on your head with jewels and saying, I'm proud of you. I chose you. I mean, it literally changed everything for me in that moment. And so I am praying that this will change everything in this moment. Whenever you're listening, that you will get it. This is not a punishment. You were chosen. And it really, for me, it flipped everything like that. All of this stuff I went through, everything was because God believed I could do it. And I was chosen. And even this, after this life we're living in, after God chose us to be parents to our kids too. I mean, he knew what he was doing. Even in some minute, moments, you're like, I don't want to be a single parent. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do all of this. I don't want to think about dating and I don't want to like, I don't want to be here. Like mm-hmm. God chose us, you know, and just trying to embrace that. You know, there's a very familiar verse, but I think it's really important to bring up. Don't just let it go. Oh yeah. I know that verse, but like really think about the words, even though I know them, I'm going to look them up to make sure I get every word. Right. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know don't tune it out, but just listen for <laughs> now. Just think of it now with your new. Found, oh yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I know, or I know God knows the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Just soak in the words, even though you've heard it a lot of times plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Okay. We may have thought in the beginning, like what's wrong? Like I'm getting punished. No, not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. I love that. Mm. I love like thinking about like, what is life without hope? You know, like hope is so important and a future, like God has futures for all of us, even though it's hard. We want to know what the future is like, especially because our whole world's been turned upside down and we want to know what the future is going to look like. Sometimes I think God just is just trust me, like Mm -hmm. trust me. It's part of the process, even though like, especially you're a planner, you want to know, and you want to like make it all work and work in your head. And it's like, God's just like, trust me. Like I've brought you this far and I'm going to continue to do that. And, um, one other verse I wanted to share is, you know, my counselor had told me that God has a special place in his heart for widows and widowers and that there's actually verses. So I actually went and looked them up. And so the verse that I want to share that is about, um, widows and widowers is 
Deuteronomy 10, 18, he defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And so I just, that really speaks to me that, you know, God really does care about us. I know sometimes it can be like so overwhelming in life (laughs) as a widow or widower, but you know, God loves us. And something that I love too, is that God is close to the brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. I need to find that verse too, but that one always speaks to me because I felt brokenhearted and crushed in spirit many times, as I know most of you listening have. And so that one really speaks to me as well. So I reflected um, on that Deuteronomy verse many, many times as mm -hmm. growing up fatherless. So it's interesting that it applies again. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I was, as you were reading it, I'm like, I know that verse. Yeah. So I totally tuned you out. No, I'm just kidding. Come on now. (laughs) Just because it's familiar. I'm just kidding. So you can return the favor and tune me out. But I also had a a Bible verse I wanted to share. Just kidding. kidding. I'm I'm totally with you. No, let's go. I'll wait. Go ahead. (laughs) So make you think of a clown. All right. That was totally worth it. Right. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. So back on point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hebrews 12, 28, um, this is kind of, this is kind of how I looked at it after real, the realization that I was chosen for it is how to have the right attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like I said, Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Mm. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. That's good. And, you know, it's kind of like that Job verse where, you know, where I believe if I remember right, God speaks to Job and says, so what are you going to bless me in the good times and curse me in the bad? Mm, Yeah. Praise me in the good times and curse me in the bad, something like that. But you get the point. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, because Jesus personally promised us trials and tribulations. Yep. That it would happen. Not that you might have trials and tribulations, but you would and stand strong in your faith. Stand strong in your faith. And that is, I mean, we as widow and widowers have this incredible opportunity to be a very powerful testimony. That's right. And I choose to take advantage of it. I choose to um, just keep praying for God's grace to bestow upon me and keep representing that no matter what happens to me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to set you up for an MC Hammer joke this time. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) but you know it's like my salvation is guaranteed Mm -hmm. no matter what happens you can't touch this i know you're going there (laughs) you're better um, at than me (laughs) you know and that is something that i draw strength from that i draw a lot of strength from that where i'm just like no matter what kind of day i'm having and i've had i've had some tough ones lately you know going on that trip the last time i went there was with lacy we took yeah. the kids there together to that That's um, hard. ghost town mm-hmm. i was telling you about and there were a lot of memories that flashed through my head and just daily life i think yeah. about her all the time you yeah. know and um you know i get memories on facebook mm. all the time i just got one today of uh her letting my daughter alexis when she was like 4 years old um sit on her lap and drive the car. I, Aww, I videotaped from, from the front of the house and watched Aww, them on approach. So and, um, you know, just seeing her smile and 
I don't know. There's a difference between obviously seeing a video and seeing photos. You know, when yep, you get a video is. that pops up, you're oh just like, goodness. whoa. Yes. And uh, so I've had a lot of hard moments, but every yep. single time, every single one, I'm like, nope, nope. My salvation is secure. Mm, and that's, that's what I'm going to find my joy in. And that's where I'm going to draw my hope from. So and good. I will endure this battle for my savior who went through a thousand times more than anything he's ever asked right. me. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you want to, you want to test somebody's faith, throw them into this club. But anyways, the point I'm getting at is no matter what people are going through nine times out of 10, what we're experiencing is more painful. Mm -hmm. And if they can look to you mm. in their darkness, in their hard times, mm. and they're like, wow, Mark is still honoring God. Michelle is still putting all of her faith in Christ and she's going through something way harder right. than what I've been to. And what we can do is we can look to somebody like Paul. We can mm -hmm. look to somebody like Christ, the biggest, baddest dude that's ever lived. I mean, as far as like being tough, yeah, you know, and, and trailing behind him, um, probably I'd say the second manliest man that's ever lived was Paul. And that dude endured yeah. real real pain Prison and torment and, and torture mm -hmm. and um he took it what was that what was that verse uh, i count it all as joy mm, yeah and yep. gosh if we could just even be a fraction of that kind of servant of christ yeah he will honor that and right and it'll be a beautiful thing what if we all could take that consider it pure joy when you face trials like i've thought about that before i wrote about it during luke's cancer like if i really embraced that every day mm -hmm. whoa this is yeah. joyful i'm a single parent i don't have a spouse <laughs> whoa, whoa. like yeah if you really embraced it he like, wrote that from a prison cell <laughs> that's crazy too you know consider it pure joy this is joy if we could really get that mindset it would change our lives yeah to be for sure able to be like whoa like and god joy. is worthy of that you know, our God, our savior is worthy of us having that attitude. Mm -hmm. And while it's hard, it's sure a great thing to strive for. You know, mm -hmm. I don't always, I, I've, you know, I fail pretty miserably often. Like, uh, <laughs> I had a grief moment, kind of a weird one, but, um, when I sent, when I set that, um, hotel reservation, I'm all proud of myself. You know, I'm like, yeah, I booked it. I'm getting out of town. Good job. <laughs> I get to the hotel <laughs> And I'm like, Hey, I just checking in. And she's like, sure. What's your phone number? I give it to her. And she's like, are you sure you have a reservation? I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> dumb girl. Let me, pull, let me pull up my phone real quick and show her. Like, yeah. And I hold it up to the glass. I'm kidding. I didn't think she was dumb, but I was just <laughs> like, I held my phone up to the like, glass I'm right. and showed her. I'm like, yeah, see right here. There's a confirmation number on the top. She's like, um, it's may. I'm like, <laughs> I know it's may. And she's like, well, your reservation is for June. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, oops. Do you have I any rooms available? <laughs> She's like, yes, don't worry. We have rooms available, but I totally oh had, God. I was like, Lacey wouldn't have done this. Like, mm. you know, I don't know. She planned our trips. We yeah. went on a lot of trips. We traveled a lot and, um, she planned everything. I just had to drive her there. You know, she right. just, I just get in the car and she'd tell me where to go. So anyways, um, it was a little bit of a grief moment, but so we have those moments, but you still, choose to be a God honoring mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. I still will pull over. I don't feel sorry for myself in the sense that like, I'm not going to drive past someone that's got a flat tire and not mm -hmm. help them. Like no right. way, because mm -hmm. gosh, what a testimony, you know, if I, 
know somebody that's going through something, I want to help them mm-hmm. and be there for them. And um, by the way, I <laughs> just got this random memory. I keep forgetting that I'm going to help my buddy Brian tile his backsplash and his out. Totally random. I just keep forgetting <laughs> that because I wanted to help him do that. And uh, I just remember, I keep remembering at the weirdest times. So now I will text him later. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't need to tell a bunch of people that, but um, yeah, if you're listening, Brian, I love you, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm coming. I swear. I'm going to come do your backsplash. Um, well, but anyways, I, yeah. I want to say a couple of things. We always remember more things as we're talking. I just wanted to tell you, like, you're a great example for those single dads out there who think, mm. I don't know if I could take the kids by myself. You know, like you hadn't done it yet and you just did it. Like you just were like, no, I'm going to do this. And what was it that Alexis kept saying that was so sweet? On the vacation? Yeah. She said, gosh, you know, this is just what we needed. (laughs) (laughs) She's eight. Like, I'm like, yeah, you needed a break from your super stressful life. (laughs) Right. But what it did for (laughs) But she does. She's been through a lot. I'm just teasing. But, you know, it's just funny coming out of an eight-year-old's mouth. Right. It's so cute. So what it did for them was show them that we're going to, like, we keep living and Mm -hmm. daddy can take us to do fun things. And like you gave them so many memories. And so I hope this is an inspiration to other, you know, cause it's usually, like you say, the women who plan it and do all the stuff and like are in charge of the snacks and the this and the that, and Mm -hmm. like to get out there and do it, just start somewhere small. And maybe even just like, if you haven't taken them many places, all like a park, like something and get out there and build memories with your kids. Mark did it. You can do it. (laughs) You know, you know, in all fairness, I was a stay at home dad for four and a half years. So I did have a lot of practice. However, I always had Lacey. I always had her to call. I always had her to ask questions like, um, but it got to the point where when, when we switched roles and she became a stay at home mom, um, which was where we, you know, ended up before cancer. Um, she was asking me for advice and I was Mm -hmm. teaching her tips and strategies, but so I did know how to do it, but I didn't know how to do it alone. It's totally different, you Mm -hmm. know, but um, yeah, no. And it's kind of like the thing, like, yeah, guys, guys could handle this, you know, guys can do it. It, You're not, um, they're your kids too. Right. (laughs) You're not the babysitter, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that one a few times. It's funny. I've laughed at it, but it's just, it's funny to me because I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't have that option to even make that joke, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, anyways, it's, it's very, and same, same with the widows. Like you can, you can figure things out without your Mm -hmm. husband. I've seen a lot of women that have been really empowered by, oh, my, my garbage disposal broke and they learned how to replace their Mm -hmm. garbage disposal. And like, you know, so things that, for example, are simple for you and other women are difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, you know, like for me, it's simple that I need to change the oil on the car or repair the hole in the drywall or whatever. Um, but we can, you know why? YouTube. YouTube yeah. it. If you don't know what to do, just YouTube it. You can figure out anything, I swear. Yeah, I, I was able to do a couple of new things this weekend, which was awesome. Um, there was a girl next to me who needed a jump. And I've never given someone a jump and I didn't know how to do it. But I had, and it wasn't even my car, but I had the cables and I was like, I felt like God told me to do it. I'm like, okay, God, I don't know how, but we figured it out. It red to work. the black, black to the red, right? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding for That's anybody listening. Way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't listen to his advice. Your car is going to blow up or something. I was like, wait, no, I know that's not right. Try the computer. Yes. So anyways, I did that and like learning to put things together, learning to hang pictures. Like, it's like 
because you had your spouse, it wasn't that you couldn't do it. You just didn't because you had someone else to do it. And I was like, whoa, I can do these things. And then I get excited about wanting to learn more and being able Mm -hmm. to do more things that I couldn't do. And it's just an exciting thing. And I just want to kind of like bring it back to one other thing that I really love is that you have a very good eternal perspective on everything. I've noticed that about you. Like you can always bring it back to like, but you can't touch my salvation. Like that is, <laughs> don't break out. So I didn't mean it. Can't help, but I'm sorry. I'm putting on my hammer pants. <laughs> okay. so like oh, hammer pants. Anyways, I didn't mean to say it for the song part, but no, like, I know. Thank you for the compliment. No, that you, you can't mess with my salvation. Yeah. Because I, I think that sometimes we forget that, like, yeah, we have salvation. We're Christians. But we don't think about what it really means. Mm-hmm. Like, it really means something huge. And and so I love that you're able to always bring that back. I'm going to try to think about that. The next time I'm having a bad day, think about like, can't touch this. Yeah, I might even do the, like, in your the little dance and like, I might actually just listen to that. Like when I'm in that moment, no, seriously, like sometimes fun things like that can kind of help. Like can't touch. I'm going to do that next time I'm having a bad you day. Should. You guys should do it. Turn on a little yeah. MC hammer. Yeah. Dance it out. If you like to dance. My, my, my music hits me so hard. Makes me say, <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> nice. Like, oh, is that not what we were talking about? Okay, I'm sorry. You got some, some good skills there. Anyways, <laughs> uh, was there anything else you wanted to add about this subject, about knowing you're chosen? Well, um, no, I mean, I feel like we about covered it, but um, I would love to pray. Yep. And then do you want to, like, kind of close us out? I could do that. Sounds okay. good. All, All right. right. Lord God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to people. I really pray that somebody was helped, even if it's just one person. I pray that it opens somebody's eyes to know that they were chosen and that you know exactly what you're doing and what you allow for purposes that are beyond our understanding. And we just, we pray that you would give us the faith of a mustard seed to just trust in you always because you're good. You're so good. And we don't always know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We don't always understand it, but I pray that you would give us courage and wisdom yes. and guidance and um, just cover us and blanket us with the Holy spirit that we can mm-hmm. just be wise, um, just courageous followers of Christ that we understand the battlefield we're on um, is, you know, we're not fighting for this world. Right. So I pray that you would just touch lives mm-hmm. and um, just move people to a new perspective, a perspective of really knowing you, getting to know you better and understanding who you are and your greatness and your just true awesomeness. We overuse that word, but you are awesome because you yes. inspire awe. And we just thank you. We thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you that no matter what, you can't our salvation can't be touched. We pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I heard about to break song in the middle. I was going to sing hammer to God. He would love it, but you changed the wording. You were like, can't touch. Can't because you were going to expect it. And I just couldn't do it. (laughs) Yes. Well, anyways, that was awesome. So just to kind of wrap it all up, um, we are still doing lives where you can ask for prayer requests. We'd love to, um, pray for you by name live on Instagram. So make sure you're following us at widowed two with the number two at widow two soon underscore on Instagram. Then you can see when we go live, 
You can also and let us know if you don't mind what your name is because it's helpful. really awkward sometimes <laughs> no. when we have to go by You're your like, screen name. See to Makula. I'm praying. <laughs> Dear Jesus, I pray for Matu Sikalu. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's all good if you it's don't feel good. comfortable. You know, if you don't feel comfortable that's using your real name, then don't. But um, if you want us to know your helpful. name, please tell us. That is helpful. Thanks for pointing that out. Sure. Um, yes, that is helpful. Anyways, you can also email us at widowed. No, what's our email again? Yes, I got it. Widowed too soon M because it, it was all taken as in Mark and Michelle. Widowed too soon M at gmail.com. And if you liked this, could you please subscribe? And if you're on um, Apple Podcasts, give a little five stars, bing, and a little review and rate if you would like. It helps. The reason we're asking is not because we need to know how great we are. The more people that like like it and review it and rate it, the higher it gets in the ratings, the more people see it, blah, 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 blah. So it helps us get the word out to more widows. And we love if you share this with someone else, not just a widow, but someone grieving or who needs hope mm-hmm. to know that they were chosen for their life. And yeah, so we really appreciate you being here today. We're excited to build this Widow Too Soon community. We are now in, I think, 10 or 11 countries. It like keeps growing, which is so exciting, like places that I don't even know. It's probably like one person in that country, but still, it's still pretty awesome. Thank you, one person. I want to see Israel on there. I think that'll be cool. That's going to happen soon. It's going to keep growing. And so, you know, we love that you guys share this. And anyways, thanks so much for joining us. And we will see you again next time. Bye. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.